produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. to another episode of Wookie Radio. It is The Smugglers 3, Derek, Ken, and myself, Mike. Um, I hate to say it, but I think the ships are down, guys. We're 101. 101. Oh, wait. Sorry about that. I don't know how it is in other parts of business, but at, at Disney, be it Walt Disney World or Disneyland, the code if a ride goes down is 101. That may, If you ever hear, if you're ever at the parks and you hear Star Tours is 101, that means there's a problem in the ride's not going at the moment. When you hear 102, everything's all clear and back to normal. So somehow I'm going to figure out how to incorporate we're 101 on this show. We're broken, but not forgotten. Well, we're trying to get the show started today. 101 is about right. Yeah, it, yeah it, it is about right. Well, uh, just to knock it out of the park to begin with. Check out the website, wookieradio.net. Down the right-hand columns are affiliates, Ripped Apparel, Redbubble, Superhero Stuff, Loot Crate, our new affiliates, Heroes and Villains, and Found Me. And, uh, and of course, click those and you use the code word SMUGGLERS on both sites for 15% off your first purchase. Um, now, Heroes and Villains is... Now, it's made for, it's licensed product for the informed fans. And, you know, it's covering right now Star Wars, but there's more fandoms coming. Um, and what found me, I mean, these things are cool. Um, they're tiny Bluetooth trackers that are fan approved, licensed trackers um, and are an easy way to find your bag, backpack, etc. Uh, and to go there, go click the, the image on the site, which I got to go back and add the logos to for each company <laughs> on the picture. I realized that afterwards. Um, but go to F-O-U-N-D-M-I dot com. That's found me, F-O-U-N-D-I-D-M-I dot com. Um, so speaking of heroes and villains and found me, we got some goodies from heroes oh, yeah. and villains and, and found me. Well, one thing I did figure out, though, um, anybody who doesn't click directly to the site, though, if you want to find heroes and villains, it's heroesvillains.com. If you look heroes and villains, there's all kinds of stuff that's not them. Correct. <laughs> There's the Heroes and Villains Fan Fest. There's all kinds of other things that are heroes and villains, but this is right. heroesvillains.com. <laughs> now, with Heroes and Villains, they're supplying stuff for this one-time only indoor crate from Loot Crate. Oh, yeah. And none of it is the stuff that's on their site. 
So it's literally Heroes oh, and Villains wow. exclusive to Loot Crate. So is it going to be worth the 60 bucks at this point in time? I don't know about Loot you guys. Already out. <laughs> with what each of us got from Heroes and Villains and found me, or at least with Heroes and Villains, um, yeah, the six, the $60 worth of stuff is going to be worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Actually, I'll have, let you guys start first. Who who wants to go first? Talking about what what we got from uh, from Heroes Villains and Found Me. Did you guys Did you guys actually um, set up your Bluetooth on the Found yes, Me? Yes, yes. I haven't yet. No. I so I played with all, I played with the Found Me little ta- tracker tag, and it's it's cool. Um, the little tag. If you lose your keys or whatever it's attached to, you can actually hit the button in the app on your phone. It'll actually ring your little tracker, which is kind of cool. But if um, but if you're trying to find, you can't find it all. And you're looking on the map on your phone. It's a, a Google Maps GPS. So you got within about a 500 foot range of it's in this circle is where it'll be at. So if you're trying to find it like in the crevice uh, in um, the cra- crack in the back of your couch. It, you're gonna basically have to listen for it. But other than that, if you're if you're not sure if you left them at work or something, you can definitely see where it's at from there. Yeah. But it goes both ways on this though, and that this is where it's gonna be nice for me because there's been plenty of times I've set my phone down at home and I don't remember where I put it down at. So if you double tap the um, tracker, it'll actually ring your phone. That's so cool. you can either ring the tracker or ring your phone. Either way, depending on which one you have. And I I lose my keys a lot less than I lose my phone. And, and then mm. I've done that, and that's very cool as well. Mm-hmm. Now here, so here's, that's a, cool. here's another cool thing too. You can set it down on a table or something, prop it up against the wall, and say you're at a Geekwatch one at Malted Meeple, mm-hmm. and you want to get the whole cast and crew and fans all in one shot. Set the camera in selfie mode on one end of the table, and you just hold that found me underneath the table. Push the button that takes your selfie for you. Oh yeah, acts as a picture that, remote. That thing, kind of thing comes in handy because um, my regular camera that I have, my point and click camera, I have an app on my phone that I can do that with. So it's awesome that now I can do it. Um, have the, the phone also. Yeah. About, and about, it was nice that he sent us two of them because I have a little um, green arrow that I'm using for me, and I got a Han Solo that I actually that my wife Vicky was able to hook up for her. Oh, that's cool. I got Iron Man and Captain Phasma. Cool. I got uh, Poe Dameron and a Jawa, which uh, my wife uh, wanted, so I gave it to her. The Jawa. <laughs> I I cheated. I know I'm not going to get 15 percent off if I if I go this route, but I went to um, eBay to just to see what others. Because after looking on the app and seeing all the list of different ones, I'm like, ooh. Can we get? <laughs> There's a Chewbacca one. Oh, yeah. Ah, from an older um, series or something because that's not available on the website. No, mm. no. So I I may have to break down and get Chewbacca as well. <laughs> oh, looking through in their collections, it just happens since I'm a uh, DC fan. They actually have a Nightwing also. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting. They have six different um, foundries for DC Comics. They have a Nightwing. They don't have a Batman or a Robin. Uh, take a look in your app. There used to there there was more. Yeah, than, I'm just on the website. Yeah, let me look on the app. There was there was more than that. Um, now the two I got I got Phasma and Iron Man, but there is also two a uh, Captain America that I eventually want to get, and for Zoe, my daughter, there is a uh, Spider Gwen. Now you may be familiar with their stuff. Uh, this is uh, Heroes and Villains is 
and found me is owned by BioWorld merch, which you go into Target or you go to most conventions and you see like the cool Star Wars backpacks or there's that new Captain America backpack that ThinkGeek has. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's put out by these guys. Um, and if y'all remember with Weeby Geeks, a long time ago, I did the, uh, I did a review on a, um, TIE Fighter pilot backpack and a Boba Fett backpack, which I ended up sending to my brother. I kept the, the, um, TIE Fighter, which now Zoe has. The back, Heroes and I got the, from Heroes and Villains, I have the Imperial Commando or the Rebel Commando roll top bag. The bags have come a long way. This thing seems to be pretty sturdy. Awesome. Um, I'm really digging this thing. Uh, There's one, two, three, four pockets across the front. It's a roll top. The inside is huge. You have an area for your laptop and tablet. There's a small divide in there where you can do both. And, um, And then one big main pocket, which... I think I'm kind of good with now wanting just a big main pocket in a laptop area. And the other cool thing about it too is I could slide my back, my laptop in and out from the side with the back closed. Yeah. I saw that when I was flipping through the pictures here, this thing, the nylon on this is sturdy. Uh, this is well-made. It really is. Um, the keychains, just like any of their other keychains, are are hefty. Uh, Derek will tell you he's got the Imperial one, the Biker Scout one. These, these things are top notch, and, and I've got a couple others. Uh, I've got a Flash one around here somewhere that's all heavy metal. I've got a a Hydra one that's a heavy heavy coin, almost like a heavy coin. Yeah, this thing is nice. Absolutely love it. And the what found- did you get from? Oh, sorry, Mike. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, go ahead. Cut me off. I need to be cut off. <laughs> Hey, Derek, what'd you get? I think he muted his mic. <laughs> oh, yeah. I did. I was setting up my found me, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry about that. Um, I got, of course, like I said, I got Poe and Jawa found me's. Then I got a nice metal keychain with the biker scout. Um, it's really nice, heavy duty. My, and I got uh, a nice medallion. wallet. What? My medallion has got the metal and rebel signet, but the backing is almost like a leather. Oh, really? Yeah. Mine, mine is, mine's all metal, and it has the biker scout head on the front, and it says, uh, so you can read better in the wallet. It says Airtech Repulsor Speeder Bike Scout Trooper, and then little uh, underneath that it says Empire. And then on the back, it has the Imperial symbol. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, that was part of the Imperial collection, yeah. 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 And then I got a nice, pretty sweet wallet. This is actually cool because I've actually um, – I have a Spider-Man wallet right now, but it's it's starting to uh, – well, let's just say I've been looking for a replacement wallet. <laughs> um, so this came just in time because I've been looking to get a replacement. I got uh, – it's oh, a bike. okay, I see it here. And then uh, it's got nice snap. It snaps open and closed. And then uh, right in there, you got all the spaces for your cards and your money and your license. And then it's got the little Star Wars. Sorry, I didn't mean to flip you off there. <laughs> <laughs> the little Star Wars symbol. So it's pretty cool. I like yeah. it. 
on the back of my it says and like I said just in time I don't call it on the back of my keychain it says rebel infantry fight resist rebel <laughs> and I nice and I forgot what it says on the uh, on the backpack but there's Arabish on the backpack oh wow ah, I've never learned Arabish so I I had it for a second but I'll tell you they have a Princess Leia handbag. I want to see more pictures of this because I would potentially consider getting it from Melissa, my wife. Yeah. Well, that's uh, on, on the, what was it on the front page here? They actually have a really cool. Maybe it's not on there. Hang on, let me look. May, is it in the Commando collection? Yeah. This Princess Leia bomber jacket is yeah. kind of sweet. The white bomber jacket. Um, written in Arabic on the side of the backpack says "Restore the Republic." Ah, okay. So yeah, this bag is cool. It, it, it's pretty solid. Yeah, mine. What I got from them is going to be amazing because I'm actually going to Cleveland Concoction this weekend, a, a sci-fi fantasy convention. This okay, and I got <clears throat> the Rebel Commando Infantry Jacket, which is a um, a lighter camo fatigue, and it actually feels like military fatigue material. It's oh, a nice cool. heavy duty jacket. It's got four patches. The Rebel logos on the side. Uh, hang on, let me flip here. It's got on the sleeve uh, Endor Commando um, patch, the Rebel logo patch, and then on the front it's got um, printed on the left side on the breast pocket by the press pocket is your Special Forces Endor Commando unit, Endor Commando unit Pathfinders, and then on the right side where you'd put like a name patch on a military jacket, it says Endor unit. Yeah. So this thing is amazing. And also to go with that, I got the um, – let me go back so I can get the actual name of it. Where did it go? There it is. The Commando Unit T-shirt. So it's the olive drab, um, and it says Endor Commando Unit above the um, Rebel logo for their unit. It's Special Forces. So it's the shirt that would go underneath a camo fatigue. And it's awesome because my kilt is olive drab also. Oh, that's cool. Uh, around at the convention. Oh, that's cool. Nice. So I'm going to have to get some pictures. I'll send it to you guys, and I'll have to um, tweet them out and stuff. So everybody can yeah. see it. The Rebel Insignia yeah, that they use on the shirt, and of course with the keychain and the backpack, I want that patch. Yeah. I want that patch mm-hmm. separate. That would be well, a very cool. Patch, but it's all my tech. <laughs> see, I would love one separate. Throw on a hat. Yeah. That would go great now, on a hat. Now, the one thing I would say, the one thing I would say is the jacket, it's a... I usually wear a 2X in most stuff, and this one's a little tight on a 2X, but I've noticed that most of the Star Wars licensed clothing, it's just a bit snug. It's yeah. not uncomfortable, but it's a bit snug. So you might want to, any of any bigger guys or gals, you may want to um, think a size up for this stuff. If, we're, if I'm going to give an honest review, you know? Right. right. It's not that I can't wear it. It's just um, it's just a little snugger than I like. So, But that's fine because as the weather breaks, we're going to start walking again. I'm going to drop a little bit, and we'll be all good. <laughs> I, I'm right there with you. Well, I am in the process of trying to lose weight. So, I'm Yeah, but looking at the rest of their stuff, this whole, um, indoor, or this whole commando collection here that matches with that is awesome. The two ball caps are amazing looking. Yeah. And they match right up with the gear that I already got there and what you guys got. Yeah. The black T-shirt with the Rebel icon is sweet. The camo Rebel icon on the black T-shirt. Very much so. Yeah, I I can't wait to see what more they they bring out. Mm. Uh, I I would I'm hoping too that they eventually go up in size with their sizing as well. Yeah, I, like I said, I've noticed that just with all of the Star Wars um, brand merchandise, the licensed actual that has Star Wars as your brand name on it, it all is on the, it's the right size. 
but it's on the snug side of that right size. You know what I'm saying? Right. A lot of stuff is either just a just a little bit on the snug or a little bit on the loose side. This airs on the snug side. Yeah. Yeah. But no, definitely go to the website, check the check out the links uh that we have there and go get some stuff. Fifteen percent mm-hmm. off your first purchase. You know, it's still a savings. Some great stuff yeah. there. So I'm looking at some of their just general t shirts and stuff. There's uh the t shirts and patches. Well the the pins here are sold out, but the Rebel Scum t-shirts are kind of cool. And I have been told they will be at uh, Celebration. So there, oh, may, cool. there may be some more information coming uh, involving us and them at, for Celebration. That's awesome. So. Um, you go play Celebration? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy with the stuff I got. I wish they would bring this up to, to Celebration, but um, I think there's going to be something where maybe there may be a code word given if ah, okay. by listening to the show, that if you say it, if you go up to the booth and say it to him, you may get a an exclusive gift of the a passwords. Re- <laughs> so, um, since I know Derek's short on time because the Imperials are heavy on his tail, uh, and Derek, why don't you go? Ahead, why don't you go ahead and jump in and, and jump ahead with the, with the two stories you've got? Which actually is almost one large story. Pretty much. Um. Let's start off with some good news. Well, it's all pretty good news, really. Uh, Star Wars, The Mandalorian, the Disney Plus series that's coming out, has officially wrapped principal photography. Um, This was announced in an episode of the Star Wars show. And uh, now that the show has wrapped principal photography, it is ready to enter the post-production stage of development. And that means it will soon be coming out on Disney Plus as soon as Disney Plus comes out. Uh, of course, also during that episode, there was some stuff uh, mentioned about Jedi Fallen Order, but that will come uh, a little later. And uh, and uh, other things were, were announced, uh, like the return of a classic droid from A New Hope and the involvement of Black Panther convo- con Poser, excuse me, Ludwig Göransson has also been confirmed for the show. And congrats to him on his Oscar win for winning with Black Panther. Yes, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So that's cool. So The Mandalorian is coming along nicely. So very soon we'll be able to see it. Yay. We're still not totally sure when exactly, but soon. <laughs> now... <laughs> Um, speaking of things we'll see hopefully soon, um, it looks like production, uh, this came out from Fanthatracks, uh, production on a third as yet unannounced TV series has begun in the UK, according to publicly available company records. So this follows, of course, the Mandalorian and the Cassian Andor TV series. Um, now, in in the past, uh, Fanta Tracks has discovered other shows um, that were um, production t- production companies were listed on, such as Fools Pro- Production for The Force Awakens, uh, Lunac Heavy Industries for Rogue One, Space Bear Industries for The Last Jedi. Uh, etc. Et uh, now it looks like uh, episode 9 has Carbonado Industries uh, and uh, 
the third unannounced Star Wars TV series is going to be shot in the UK under the production name Series 3 Productions Limited, which was registered on the public UK company's register on the 12th of October 2018. Uh, they're thinking that possibly we could find out more about this show at Star Wars Celebration in April. Let's hope so. Uh, also registered on the exact same day was E&E Industries Limited, uh, which they're saying could be the first film from the planned Ryan Johnson trilogy. Uh, of course, also take note that for convenience, Disney registers these things in big blocks um, of names and registrations that saves them time and energy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's uh, I think it's nice that it's uh, Disney that is paying for the registrations of all these for everyone instead of because they they handle it for um, Pixar and and Muppets and everyone else right. as well. So right, that may be just a business thing that they have to um, do that from the parent company. Either that or just makes it better for bookkeeping. Probably makes it better for bookkeeping. Yeah, that's that that would be my guess. Now, keep in mind, that doesn't mean that these registers are the actual start of production on those dates, just that they are going to be, they intend to enter production soon. So that could be some interesting things there. Another Star Wars show would be very cool. Yep. Um, I got to say, so far, I'm very impressed and excited about Disney's plans for Disney+. Plus. Yeah. They just keep. Get, it just keeps getting better and better. They definitely want to hit the ground running. Yeah, it looks like it'll be a lot better than that DC service. Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> hey, so, something's got to be going wrong over there at the DC service if they just drop recently. price. <laughs> I've heard the, I heard the um, Doom Patrol show is very good. Oh, my God. Uh, it is totally bonkers in all the best ways. <laughs> That first episode mm. is not what I expected from a DC show. Yeah. Oh. Did you see the second one yet? Yeah. It goes even crazier. Yes. <laughs> this, this is, if the movies were like this, mm-hmm. it'd be 10 times better. Well, this is definitely not Super mm. Friend. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Well, getting back to Star Wars. <laughs> Um, so anyone, of course, there's a whole thing that came out about Ryan Johnson not, you know, leaving, leaving the, leaving his movies, leaving, you know, not wanting to do them. But he had one thing to say about those rumors, and that is, no, it isn't true. I'm still working on the trilogy. This is my favorite part. With all due respect to the movie bros, who I'm sure are lovely, kind bros with good fraternal intentions. <laughs> Oh, that's right. It was, it was that website. Was it the movie bros that broke it or someone? I thought it was someone else that broke it. Don't. Uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. Even- I just know they ate a lot of crow the next day and really had to put out a very sincere apology. Did they? I missed it. Yeah, they came. Down, they came out with full retraction and everything. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I had to laugh. I'm like, yep. Darn right. Well, that is all I have to say about that because uh, I can hear the Empire getting closer and closer, and I think it's time for me to bail out. 
See, you, you shouldn't have stole that so wallet. Carry on, gentlemen. I guess not. <laughs> but it's a <the> wallet. <laughs> it was empty when you got it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's empty now. I mean, uh, so carry on, gentlemen, and uh, I'll uh, get in touch with you as soon as I can. Yep. See you next week, sir. Stay safe. Yep. Keep your head down. Try not to get it blown off while you're out there fighting. No promises. <laughs> Just put your ship into a into a spin and go hunker down in one of your smugglers smuggler ports. Just remember what Anakin said. Let's try spinning. That's a good move. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good night, gentlemen. Good night. Well, on top of that, uh, it was announced this week. I don't know if Disney... I know Fanthatrax covered it. Covered which one? Um, I'm checking Disney Parks blog as well to see if they did any cover of it. Uh, Yes. Uh, Actually, everything I found for this was um, Fanthatrax was basically... Getting um, the cast members' Twitter feeds is where they got it all off of. Yeah. Know, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, at Star Wars, or at SW underscore Edge um, was covering this. I don't know if it's an, that's an official one, but. Um, yeah, I'm not seeing, seeing it on Disney Parks blog. But the on Wednesday morning out at Disneyland, they, or Tuesday night uh, when this happened, uh, cast members out there were given a a view of what the new costumes are going to look like for a Galaxy's Edge, and some of them typical Disney fashion. Um, others is like, holy cow, <laughs> they scored this right. Yeah. Um, this first picture you see uh, the woman on the left, the vest. You're gonna like, uh, yeah, that's kind of cornish and cartoonish. But the rest of it yeah. fits. Well, it looks like the it, the, the one left, it, it looks like it's the right style. It's just uh, not the detail that you see from movies. No. Um, the rest of those, I think, are just for, because um, that's supposed to be a, resi- what, but resistance uniforms are not quite as crisp as what um, you see for, like, even the Rebellion was. Right. So, so the li- the lady on the left is wearing a resistance costume. Uh, I don't remember. I think the guy in the middle is wearing a buster costume. Yeah, I, I gotta go back through these again. Um, well, they-, they were basically just people from the village. Are the other three? Yeah, but they're not they're actually, No, they're not military. Um, but they're but their costumes go with certain roles. Yeah. Um, now the re- there's two different resistance costumes, which are pretty much uniformed. Uh, like what you see, uh, the one lady where, and then the male costume is kind of the same way, but the first order costumes that you get to wear as a cast member. <laughs> oh man. The jacket I see someone the trying, belt. Um, trying to get a hold of some uniforms. <laughs> um, I'm keeping my mouth shut. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Keep them, keep them my mouth shut. Yeah, the resist the first order uniforms look pretty crisp. Those are looking good. I I almost hate to say I almost hate to wonder how much those cost if I checked one out and lost it and never turned it back in. Because <laughs> I'll get charged for it eventually. Um, you charge? You really want to pay? I guarantee it. Oh no, I I don't think I do. Um. But it'd be it'd be cool to take that costume since that seems to be the same look for all the imperial officers in the first order and do the uh, press corps with it. Yeah. So um, then the pictures underneath that uh, we get a better look at the uh, resistance costumes, first order costumes, 
Um, it looks like there's two different sets of resistance because you have the the browns and the uh, neutrals, and then you have like the blue vests and hats and stuff. Those are be more your flight crews. Those are smugglers. That's for the smugglers to run. That's the costumes for for the Falcon for the smugglers run. So I, I'm not keen on the hats, but I like the vest. Yeah. Well, if you look, the hat is actually integrated into the vest. It looks like. No, wait. No, it's just got the um, tails on the backside. It's got the tail on the backside. Which, believe me, <laughs> they're gonna want if they're outside all the time. Cover that neck. Yeah. But it's got the built-in earphones too. Yeah. And then the pattern. On the vest is really cool. Yeah, the diamond pattern. Yeah. Uh, going from here, um, what the villagers are going to be wearing. Uh, the poncho looks cool. So I wonder if that's I wonder if that's rain gear. It's possible. It, the poncho is, has a very indoor look about it from Return of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah. But it's also got actual sleeves, too. Yeah. With the hood, I bet you that's rain gear. I bet you anything that's rain gear for there. Yeah. Which is great. Something practical. Um then you have some of the some more villagers who these may be your shop owners or That's people run like. the merch. And that belt on the one is woven with the pouch. Which one are we looking at here? Uh the second oh, one. I see which one. I see what you're talking about, yes. Um especially with that picture and on some of these other villager ones, um it nothing in it really screams Star Wars to me. It just it's general science fiction. Yeah. Or general like I would you would see the same stuff in Star Trek in um the old school Babylon five, all of that type of stuff. It's a very similar look. It's just a generic villager look. But you know, after what we saw with Solo and what we saw with uh, Rogue One a little bit and even yeah. in uh Maz's castle. Mm-hmm. Some of those costumes would be the same way. You might see that in start in the newer Star Trek. You may see that in in a Buck Rogers or a Flash Gordon. And I'm okay with that. I mean, at some point, the worlds are going to, I mean, Mm -hmm. concepts are going to collide. So now the next one, you see a guy wearing a big, heavy jacket. Well, I'm going to tell you, that's not going to be worn during summer. That's that's the winter coat that's going to be for the villagers during during all this. Well, it depends on how thick that is because it doesn't look like it's that heavy, really. Yeah, but if it's a if it's got any type of down material to it, it's it's gonna yeah. be. Well, that same jacket. There's in a um post in a post a couple of um posts down, and it says uh, the caption on it is just my winter look. Yeah. In the next post. Now the next picture after that almost looks like any regular an outfit a regular guest might wear these days mm-hmm. to the parks. Um, let's see. There's even more pictures beyond here. Uh, then we have pictures from like the a costume reveal. Looks like a fashion show of some sort. Yeah, it's uh, like a runway show. So the one with the guy with the the, the uh, Ando hat. Yes, I remember the the one bounty hunter with the with the bowl on his head. That apparently is the is a food and beverage busser, and it looks like uh, the aprons are designed to look sewn together. And there are three different kinds. Okay. Um, and then I'm still not sure what. Okay, I know the who's going to be wearing these first order outfits. I don't know. Uh, well, that's probably. Um... It said actually on there the um what was the name of the hang on let me go back uh what is, is it rise of the resistance that ride where you ride half of it then you run through oh, it trying not to okay yeah if you look at the name tag plates underneath that has resistance and first order both from rise of the resistance 
Which is, I think, that second. We have the Smuggler's Run, which is the Millennium Falcon ride, and then Rise of the Resistance is the other one. I could, I could also see uh, character greeters possibly for for first orders wearing these, and the resi- and the ones with Resistance characters wearing the other ones. Now, the cool thing that that I liked was um, the name tags. Yeah, I need to find out how I could get a hold. Of a couple of these name tags for myself, because I would love to own a couple of these. Being a cast member myself, so. Um, but no, some of these details on the villager costumes—it's amazing. It it really is. I I, I would be I'd be cool with this. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd be curious. Obviously, if they put on entertainment shows in there, I'm not wearing my normal stage blacks into there. I'm going to have any technician is going to have to be in themed costume. So the easiest blacks would be the first order costume for us. Yeah. Unless they put us in like the first order technician type costumes, the jumpsuits. Or a, a modern day version of, you remember either, um, not the Death Troopers, but um, the Death Star uh, just general soldiers. Yeah. A lot of the Death Star junior officers were in black, remember? Yeah. So it would be the first order version of those. This, the higher ranking officers were in the lighter grays and the white for Grand Admiral status. But the um, grunt officers, like your sergeant or whatever, would be in the black. Right. Yeah, so be curious to see. Um, I may have to find out when they do this here in Orlando uh, for ours, which we're still a little bit of ways away. Um, but when they do, uh, I'm going to do my best to get over there. Look at it a little farther down where they have um, the four different looks actually on the stage on this post. Um, and they actually have the First Order, then they have the Resistance, then they have the Smugglers, and then they have the Village. It's this Omar, his post. You see where I'm at at the bottom here? Yeah. Towards the bottom? The the thing is, the Resistance there, just at first look, reminds me of Starfleet uniforms yep. from the later later Next Generation movies, just shoulders. I don't know if that's a good thing or not, that that's the first thing that popped in my head when I looked at it. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, it's not as fitting, but it's a similar a similar aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they should be changing colors on their shoulders or anything. You know what I mean? I don't know if that de- designates different jobs they do or something. I don't know. I, I don't know. But no, I, I I'm excited. I'm curious to see how how this ten, how this will play out. They have a, de- a decent range of um, cold weather uh, villager gear. Hey, a lot better than what I've got with my stuff. A lot of mm-hmm. times, so yeah, because I mean, for where I live up north, it, amusement parks close like by the end of October and don't reopen until late April, early May sometimes. So it's like we don't have to worry about winter as much <laughs> with the theme parks. But I know you guys are open year round. We're open year round, and there are times it may not be cold, cold, but it is. It is absolutely it gets cold when you include the wind. So, yeah. So, yeah. So they got good looks for the, at least for Galaxy's Edge so far. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm pleased with what's coming. Mm-hmm. I really am. Looking a, it's looking a lot closer to actually being done, obviously, because we have the fashions. Yep. And the cool thing is that seeing the villagers stuff, different things also, because they can't have, they can't do just like four villager looks and that's it. And everybody's wearing one of those four looks. Uh, you'd be surprised. Could do that, but it's like you could do that, but that that's going to get kind of repetitious. I think it wouldn't it wouldn't feel as natural if you. Oh, I seen like three people wearing that exact same costume. I I wouldn't be surprised, dude. Well, um, yeah, galaxy's closer and closer and, and closer. 
And hey, before you know it, it'll be here right after Celebration. Yeah, which I still think is one of the reasons you can get um, tickets for Celebration so easily right now. Well, I think this is why people are selling off tickets for Celebration. Exactly. I I, I still say what should have happened. Celebration should have been last year with with, um, with the part with the new expansion this year. Yeah. So... Oh. That that's the way I see it. Oh, the marketing people didn't see it the same way, I guess. No. And see, if they had done that, then they could have left it with celebration, um, even number years, D23, odd number years. Yeah. And they could have balanced out. Yeah, this is a very busy year for um, the Star Wars brand, really. With the celebration this year, Galaxy's Edge opening on both American parks this year. The Mandalorian, we got uh, episode nine coming this year. We got the new video game coming this year, which we know from Triple Force Friday, we're getting merch from it also that same day. Yep. yep. Now, here, here's the other cool thing about Galaxy's Edge. You go in, you buy um, Batu gear. You know, I got this shirt at Batu. It's not going to say Star Wars or Galaxy's Edge on it anywhere. Yeah. All it's going to say is Batu or Black Spire Outpost or. David, I, I wonder, they need to have coffee mugs that just say. Someone went to Batu and all I got was this stupid coffee mug. I want a Starbucks coffee mug that says Black Spire Outpost. Yeah. If they do a Starbucks in there of some sort themed, I want that location mug that says Black Spire Outpost or or Batu. Yeah. But it none of none of the merch in there is going to say Star Wars. Now I'm wow. sure maybe the action figures or anything. Yeah, if they sell the toys, um, they'll say it. But yeah. Beyond that, there's going to be none that that's the uh, it's going to say Star Wars. So your so your souvenir mug is not going to say Star Wars from in there. That that'd be strange. It's they want you immersive that you're in that world. You're not in a movie. Yeah, you're there. So, um, but speaking of there, how about stuff that's that's there and stuff that's not there. Well, I mentioned a minute ago that um, we know Triple Force Friday is coming up in early October. I think October 4th. That's when we're supposed to launch. We have the um, merch launch for Episode 9, The Mandalorian. And you would think maybe Clone Wars or something, but no. We're going to get the merch for this new Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which is interesting that we're getting merch for that of some sort. A yeah. lot of video game releases don't get a whole lot of merchandise support for. Uh-uh. So it sounds like Lucasfilm's actually in Disney and everybody are getting behind this game. Um, but we do have some more information about Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, we found out this week that uh, in Star Wars Celebration on Saturday, April 13th, we are going to get the full idea of everything that's good. What is this game? Now, they did give some information now uh, before Celebration, so you know for what's going on in this panel. And um, I guess the the story revolves around a Padawan who survives Order 66, um, and it is set in the time after the fall of the Jedi Order. So maybe that they're not going to use it, but it could be just like um, what was the Kanan Jer- or the Kanan book, um, comic book? It was um, actually it was Star Wars Kanan, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Kanan the last that, the last Padawan. It was, yeah, it was the same as that. Um, in Kanan, the last Padawan, he was a Padawan that survives Order 66 and uh, how he makes his way in the universe. Well, it sounds like this game is going to be a very similar. I mean, I'm, hopefully it'll take different directions, but it starts from the same general place. Now, um, we all know that um, this is the, this is the time frame that Lucasfilm is loving playing in right now. Rogue One was set in this time frame. 
Solo is set in the same time period. Rebels was set in this time period. Uh, all of it, the, the time between, it looks like all of the ancillary stuff that's being put out right now is between episodes three and four. Okay. Oh, they want to mine the rest of the time areas, um, maybe between the four, five, and six, maybe the empty places there for new movies and stuff that are coming later. Um, we know we have very little between episodes six and seven, other than the newer books that have come out. So it'll be um, interesting to see where we go from there. But yeah, this is smack right at the very um, right after episode three, um, and it, it looks like they're describing this as. Let me look and find it here. Um, a live no, not live action TV series. That's we already talked about that one. Oh, they had the description for what type of game this is. Um, but I know they were calling it an action-adventure type game. So this is going to be more of like a um, – probably more similar to like The Force Unleashed and games like that. It's not going to be a role-playing game like your KOTOR games were. Uh, it's not a strategy game or anything like that. It's, and I don't even think this is going to be really a first-person. This may be a third-person adventure game. Hey, I'm okay with a third-person adventure game. Yeah. Uh, we know uh, on the other story we have here is actually the director – for the uh, open world game that EA canceled, was talking about it being that one being a, would have been a third person game. Uh, and it, what it is is uh, Amy Henning, who was the creative director of the um, open world Star Wars game that EA canceled, uh, was giving a little bit of details about this game. Uh, now we know that she was the also the creator of the Uncharted series, so a lot of people were thinking this was going to be the Unchar- Star Wars Uncharted was what this game was supposed to be, um, and th- that may have been similar because you don't hire someone who's known for a specific style so um but her what she said here about this game so we knew what was coming out was um so i think visceral was sort of beset with a lot of challenges visceral was the studio that was making it for ea um even so we were making a game people have to say or people have said it was an uncharted star wars that's sort of reductive but it's useful because people can kind of visualize something in their head But what that meant is we obviously had to take the Frostbite engine, which was the video game engine they were using, um, because there was the internal initiative to make sure that everybody was on the same technology. But it was an engine that was made to do first-person shooters, not third-person traversal cinematic games, uh, which first-person shooters, everybody knows, are mostly linear storyline. Or they're multiplayer, but you're in a, a, a certain fixed arena. Right. She's saying here that a traversal cinematic game would be more of your open world, like your new Red Dead Redemption and uh, Grand Theft Auto, where you can go basically anywhere you want, do whatever you want, and you can go back to the main storyline at some point later if you want to. Right. So the engine they were using wasn't really built for that. But she says, so building all all of that third-person platforming and climbing and cover-taking – and all that stuff into the engine that wasn't made to do that. Uh, we did a lot of foundational work that I think the teams are still benefiting from because it's a shared engine. But it's tough when you spend a lot of time doing foundational stuff and then don't get to do the hot ta-da. Now, I wish people could have seen more of it because it was a lot further along than people uh, ever got a glimpse of. And it was and it was good, you know. Or, but it just didn't make sense in EA's business plan, ultimately. Things changed over the course of that time that I was there. So, you know, what can you do? 
So, and actually, I've heard a lot of people talking about this. The, one of the major reasons this may have been canceled was EA has kind of reworked a lot of their licensed stuff and are limiting back on their licensed product or games and focusing on their in-house games where they actually get all the money from it. Yeah. Because you got licensed games, they're sharing the profits. They don't get everything from that. So they still want to do the licensed games, but they're not going to put everything they have into that when their in-house games are what they're going to be known for. But um, yeah, this game here, it sounds like um, it took a long time to make this game because, the, as she said, you had to totally build a new way to make a game on this because they're using a first-person arena-style engine to do an open-world giant um, thing of third-person where, as she was saying, where you'd have to take cover, you'd have to hide, you'd have to search for things. And it's not what that was designed for, but everybody knew how to use that engine. Right. So I almost wonder if something like the Unreal Engine or something would have been better for them, but that's not what EA was using or Visceral was using. So it would be cool if because they'd done all the groundwork for this and they had uh, started putting it together, if at some point we got something out of this. True. So I think the closest thing I've seen to uh, an open world Star Wars that, that I can think of, now I've not played a lot of the games, but um, the Knights of the Old Republic games were very, because of being a role-playing game, they were very similar to what you would see in an open world, even though they're not quite fully that way. But the one that is basically totally open world would be the um, Knights of the Old Republic. It's out, the Star Wars MMO. Right. Which actually is still running even now. I don't know how many people are still playing it, but I know it's still up and running. I I popped on uh, not too long ago. Okay. And they had a thing with the with the Old Republic. Because of a new add-on, you were able to take one of your characters and max them out to play these new missions. Yeah, I built a character about a year, year and a half ago, and I just haven't popped back on recently. If you go back, uh, you should like, be able to, to max them out. Hmm. I'd have to totally re-download the game because I, I uh, took it off because I wasn't playing it, it really. I've been playing some uh, DC Universe Online, but I don't have a lot of time for MMOs. Well, DC, most- Uni- DC Universe Online did the same thing. For their, if if you were there, went on during the the time period they allotted for the eight year anniversary, they allowed you to take yeah, after that because I didn't, I wasn't given that option because I was able to take one of my characters to a combat rating of two fifteen. Nice, which, which is basically a level thirty character. Yeah, or my pro- maxed my out with maxed out character. Yeah, my only problem with DC Universe is if you don't buy the membership, you are greatly restricted on what you can do um like how much cash you can have how much your storage spaces in your different areas and things it's way limited down also your rewards you can't get a lot of the rewards from battles yeah yeah so well speaking of battles um kind of warning battle but kind of wasn't um Apparently, the official Star Wars Han Solo replica jacket from Empire Strikes Back is coming out, and it's going to be affordable. Uh, yeah. Now, if you spent 400 or more on the hostile, Han Solo hostile jacket Columbia released a couple years ago, you probably won't be happy to hear that a new officially licensed replica is going to be available for 145 99 with free shipping. Slated in May. Well, yeah, this is not the same thing, though, because the Columbia one was your crew jacket, and it is pretty much a dead-on replica for what the crew was wearing in Norway. Yeah. This here, this is more the actual what Han was wearing in the movie, or a, a replica of what Han was wearing in the movie. So this is the movie replica jacket, not the crew replica jacket. Well, no, no. If you click the link, it takes you to the story. 
Okay. And it is the Echo Base collection. It's Luke and Leia's jackets with the the winter jacket with the additional vest look on top of it and the the parka the solo parka. Okay. Um these now, are still the these are the movie ones, right? The ones on screen? Well the the ones from Columbia were inspired by Okay, and they're they're close in, and according to comicbook.com, they're close enough to the original costumes to qualify as cosplay, but they're subtle enough to fly under the radar for all but the diehard fans, as they put it. Um, but I thought they came out and said Solo's jacket was brown, not blue. Yes. So why are we getting this in blue? Well, because everybody sees it as blue in the movie, although it, they do say in here that Columbia, when they put these out, did a special edition brown one signed by by um, Harrison Ford that you could get from there. But it was like $1,500 or something like that. <sighs> well, I just clicked the link for – and this is Merchoid, which Merchoid is become a, quite a bit of a they're, – they're making a name for themselves because they have a, a Spider-Gwen hoodie I want – I have a Spider-Gwen hoodie for, for Zoe, but they have one that's a little bit better. And I'm going to it now. Apparently in the smalls, there's only three available. Actually, they're saying there's like just three available, period. And I don't know what size they have three available, just three available in. So hurry up and get these. Um, now, the the crew jacket, though, I would still be all over. Yeah. Because that, that thing just was cool. Uh, even though they're sold out, you can still get one on eBay. And on eBay, they're only going to cost you uh, $550 cheap. Uh, then right next to it is, or you can get it for $1,199.99. So, I mean, it fluctuates in price. Yeah. More. So yeah, it's jumping in price anywhere from five hundred bucks to eighteen eighteen thirty. It's insane with some of these. Yeah. Well, it's uh, um, limited edition Star Wars collectible. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you the limited edition Star Wars collectibles that I liked, and I got one from my brother a few years ago. You might have seen it in my profile picture. Is the uh, Mark Echo cut and sew? I have the X one X wing pilot hoodie. Okay. Which has got the. Uh, and with the hood, it has a yellow visor on it as well. And that sucker is pretty warm. <laughs> it's, it's nice. My only problem with it is I'm wearing a short sleeve shirt. I get orange fuzzies all over my arm. <laughs> now, also, too, uh, this comes from uh, it's a cardboard standees. Uh, actually, I don't know. It's made by Wayfair. Uh, you could get yourself a Millennium Falcon cockpit backdrop. So you want it for behind your bed or next to your bed to make it seem like you're sleeping in the cockpit. Uh, it is similar to the life-size cardboard standees that you get of your favorite characters or stars, sort of like those fat heads. Um, but to look realistic, this thing is 88 inches wide by 87 inches tall. Wow. And it has a high-quality, high-resolution print of graphics. And it also features two pieces, that, which actually adds to the illusion that you're inside of the Millennium Falcon for pictures. So you have the, the coming from the, the main cabin area into the cockpit down that hallway. And then I guess you have the, the front cockpit uh, console. Um, for, first there's the main square piece for the background, like we just talked about. It's a cut, and there's a cutout for the chairs, for the chairs and the front consoles that goes in front. So the two chairs aren't even real either. Yeah. So, um, 
stand between them and pose for a picture that looks like you're piloting a highly modified Corellian YT-1300F light freighter. You know, this would be worth getting for doing remotes somewhere. Yeah. You know, this one, I should, I, this one looks awesome, but I should have talked to a couple of movie theaters that had, remember when Solo was yeah. out there with the yeah. seats built? Yeah. See, that, that'd be ideal to have, but it'd be a pain to travel with. Um, to, to do, uh, like I said, for, for live remotes at conventions yeah. or, or wherever, set that up and hey, for five bucks, get your picture in the Falcon. Mm-hmm. So, but no, it's cool that that, something like that exists. Yeah. Definitely a lot better than a roll roll of plastic that, that's got artwork on it. Yeah. But the roll but I'll say the roll of plastic's cheaper. Oh yeah. So No, I I'd be down with that. Yeah, so that's um about seven and a third a little over seven foot by seven foot. Yeah. Highly for a uh, hundred and nine bucks, that'd be worth it. I think I think it'd be worth it. But if you have room for it, yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of space that it would take up. Yes, it is. So, uh, so what else is, I think we've got one more story. Yeah. We got one that might be a little spoilery for episode nine because, but it's really speculation still, but someone has got some pictures of some things rolling around out in England. Now we know principal photography is, st- is done on episode nine, right. but everything, they've not started to t- get rid of things yet. Uh, if you go over to, uh, Instagram and check out Bespin Bulletin. They have a post up here with some pictures, and this was actually from a Reddit post, it looks like, of um, what could be Luke's X-Wing, the original T-65 X-Wing, which we did see in Episode 9 on the bottom of the ocean. In that yeah. So that, and basically, you just see it looks like the front of the cockpit fuselage area, not quite the full nose, but it looks like the front of an X-Wing with that's battered. And it has a red stripe on it, which Luke's did. Um, it's all under a tarp, so you see very little of it. And it's on a trailer. So this has been – it's in storage right now. Just to, And probably that way if they need to go back for reshoots or anything else. Uh, the other one, there's a couple pictures of that. Then after that, uh, they have a, on another trailer what looks very much – It's this one's totally tarped off. But anybody who knows their ships definitely sees this is an A-wing. <laughs> Yep. Totally roped off, t- tarped off, but that is an A-wing starfighter. But that's no surprise because they talked about the A-wings were going to be coming back in this. So, um, in accordance, huh? They they said the A-wings were going to be back in this movie. Well, we saw them in uh, episode eight, also. Yeah, so I mean, that's no surprise. Exactly. I mean, the- well, this was this, there was a Reddit user um, who shared these images on what appears to be X-wing and A-wing. Uh, the user didn't share many details other than they were being stored near the place where he works in England. Um, now what it says, um, what makes me say Luke's X-Wing? Well, according to the, to, um, Bestman Bulletin, they say, uh, making Star Wars has reported that Luke's X-Wing was made for episode nine. According to make now making Star Wars is hit or miss. They usually print whatever rumors they can find out there. Right. I know I've seen some stuff that's dead on some stuff that's not quite so dead on there. So a lot of it is rumors and speculation, but that is a heavy rumor that Luke's X-Wing will be in the movie somewhere. Um, and I've heard it from multiple places too. So well, it, was, they, it was in the movie for, it was in the movie for the others. Exactly. Well, that was more one. of a digital painting, I think, in there. 
because obviously we didn't see it other than in the water. Right. But still, so, but, it was uh, it was there. Yeah. Uh, the, according to Making Star Wars, also, the, I guess they also said that there is an Octu set at Pinewood, and there's also been rumors to, that there's supposed to be a flashback scene showing Luke Skywalker arriving on Octu. So that may be what this is. So That's according to all this rumors and speculation. None of this has been confirmed, obviously. And then we won't know until December. So, okay. but they said oh, some of the other. Um, now, this may not be Luke's X-wing at all because there are big rumors is that possibly the resistance is going back to Yavin Four. So this could be set decoration of broken down X-wings and A-wings that have been in the hangar since back when the rebellion was there originally. So we don't know if this is Luke's or if it's just another X-wing. Because if you remember, most of Red Squadron had the red stripe on it. Right. Actually, all Red Squadron had the red stripe. Yeah. Um, all the X-Wings, actually all the X-Wings in the first movies were had the red paint job. If I remember, I don't remember seeing any other colors on X-Wings. Mm-mm. So this, I mean, other than the fact that we know Luke's had it and he always had that same X-Wing, that's the why, and everybody's saying that everybody's jumping on that, but this could be anything. Um, now we know that one thing we do know is this does not look like the um, new X-Wings like what Poe has. I'm not sure what the model number on that was. It's a T-something, obviously, but it's a newer generation X-Wing with the split engines. Right. So we're not sure what's going to happen with this. Like I said, we're going to find out here in a couple of months. We're only what? Uh, what is it? Yeah, we're what? Ten months away now. Yeah, something like that. December. Yeah, I can tell you here in just a second. So there's a counter somewhere. Oh, I'm sure there is. There we go. Uh, Two hundred ninety-four days as of recording here. So we're getting there. We're we are getting there. So yeah, that's uh, that's what we had for episode nine rumors. Wow, sounds like the the Imperials or the First Order are heading your way as well. Ah, is it starting to yeah. is it starting to pull me? They're starting to jam it with raspberry. Yeah, that's a, you beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, any final thoughts? I the, I think we covered most of what was going on this week. There's not a lot of huge news, but we know Celebration is coming up in just a little over a month. Yep. That's crazy. You got to think that's beginning of April. That's just a, about a month, a, about six weeks out now, approximately. April 11th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, April 11th. We can pretty much guarantee we're at this point, we're six weeks out from Celebration. We're not gaining anything until Celebration for Episode 9 news. No. Oh, like, they're not oh, going to no. drop a name to drop anything on us until until celebration yeah without a doubt so well if there's nothing else uh there's only one thing left to do give the evacuation code signal all right cut the chatter jet i can hold it pull out no i'm all right i have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this r2 unit Han Solo, I'm Captain of the Millennium Falcon.